Hello and welcome to episode 8 of 365 Talks Social Media. This is the first episode back in 2021 and I'm going solo today. Because of the lockdown, we have decided that Lucy just isn't able to join me on the podcast because her Wi-Fi is too terrible to do it remotely. So I hope you don't mind that you just have to put up with my voice in today's episode and probably for the next few too. So I'll keep you updated on our social media. If for any reason we have to skip a week, I feel like we just don't know what's going to happen week to week. I feel like I'm not the only one when I say that. But I definitely wanted to bring this back and I feel like it's a great way to share some insights into what we know, especially for people or businesses currently looking to improve their social media in a time where they might have more time at home to look at these types of things where beforehand they might not have and just to develop more of an understanding of what's really, really important either before you get going or once you already have a platform that you really want to enhance. So with that all said, today I'm going to be talking about how to identify your brand's tone of voice online so this can take into consideration any point where you are as a business so whether you are starting new you're a new venture that have decided to launch recently and you're just setting up your social platforms now or even if you are a business or a brand that has an existing community online but you identify that you are not consistent in your tone of voice or you're trying to understand what is it that we represent hopefully this episode we'll talk through that in more detail and I'm going to be able to give you a few steps into what I personally say to clients that when we're looking at the branding side of things and the consistency side of things what we bring up to make sure that everything is all together and it relates not only in the world of social which is heavily what we do but also website and anywhere that you represent your company in a written form. For tone of voice, the context in which I'm going to be talking about it is the tone of voice describes how your brand communicates with the audience and thus influences how people perceive your messaging. Your company's tone of voice represents your brand personality and values. This includes the words you choose and the order in which you put them and applies to all the content you deliver, website content, social content, emails and any other forms that you use. And I feel like there's three main points when it comes to identifying your tone of voice and how you decide to go one way or another is I feel like there's three main reasons and I wrote them down here because I feel like when we strip it back, these are the things that you need to focus on before developing too much branding. And the first thing is your audience. Who are you talking to and who do you want to be talking to? So this is really beneficial if you already have a platform because you can look into insights, you can see who you're reaching, who you're not reaching. Does that fit with what you perceive your audience as as a wider company? Social is great because you can see that in real time and obviously you can get insights from mailers and things like that and really just bring those all together to create a roadmap of where you are in terms of your demographic, who are you currently reaching, who are you often talking to and does that align with who you want to be talking to? Do you want to widen that net a little bit or do you really want to focus on a specific niche of audience to really emphasize everything that you're doing as a brand. So your audience is the first thing and I feel like it's the most important thing to identify because of course you're gonna to speak to different audiences in very different ways. The next thing is then the media and content you use. So again, from our perspective at 365, we focus heavily on social media branding and a lot of what we do is on social media, but of course you can have all those different areas that I've already mentioned. 
And then the third point I feel like that you need to identify before you change your tone of voice is the goal you are pursuing. And this could again vary, I'm gonna talk a little bit more in detail as I get on, but for example, do you want huge engagement from social? Is that what means the most to you? Do you want more sales? Do you wanna be there more as a customer service point of view? You just need to find a couple of goals. You can have a few at a time. I feel like you need to focus on maximum three at a time and then really focus on them and then you can add more as you get more confident with it. But identify three main business goals that you want to pursue that your tone of voice can assist with. And the main thing will be that your overall tone of voice should be consistent and observed in every piece of content you deliver. So if you decide to change the way in which you're talking on social, that really needs to be reflected in website content, in your mailers. You need to make sure that you as a brand in everywhere that you're talking to customers should be spoken to in the same way. And so you can't just be really informal on social, but still be very, very professional and very to the point in mailers, it needs to be completely consistent. And that is something that we've seen a lot in different branding that I feel like stops customers trusting a brand because they don't know how to talk to them, they don't know how approachable they are. And sometimes I feel like where brands want to increase their engagement on social, they go on the more informal route, but doesn't reflect the brand as it should. So I feel like for me, I love stats. I love facts that really support a message. And so I wanted to just share a few with you in terms of how important identifying your tone of voice is and being consistent with it. So 65% of customers say that they're emotionally connected to a brand that makes them feel like the company cares about them, which again is a great thing to consider when you are deciding your tone of voice. In one study, 64% of customers cited that shared values is the primary reason to trust the company among those who said that they have a brand relationship. And we've talked so many times in our previous episodes about the importance of developing relationships with your online community. Lucy spoke a lot about how Facebook groups are gonna be developing even more this year because of the fact it creates such a nice relationship. It really dissolves the divide between brand and consumer. Nowadays, you can speak to a brand so much easier than you ever could. And so I just feel like that, again, you're gonna see so much more this year. So if you haven't already identified your tone of voice, now's a great time to do it because it's only gonna increase the way in which your business is perceived this year. Especially, I feel like, especially the beginning months of this year, of course, we're in a lockdown here in the UK again, the focus is gonna be on digital so much more. So now is the time to put it into it if you haven't already. And then the final thing that I thought was really, really impressive was the survey shows that an average revenue increases by 23% when a brand is always presented consistently. Now, if you're thinking, how does my tone of voice actually become measurable? That is because customers will start trusting you more because they'll know how to speak to you, they know what they can expect from you, and that is why for us, social media is so important in terms of a brand strategy because you really can increase revenue when you're having these conversations with your community. We love community management so, so much, and we see so many amazing results by just having lovely conversations with customers. We get so much social praise, which is obviously great for the team, but it also does translate into sales. We can do trackable links that we do with clients that really showcase how a really organic conversation on social media can translate to revenue for a business. And I feel like a couple of years ago, that was really difficult for businesses to understand that that can actually lead to money, but it really can. And 
for us as well, it's something that we say is so important because if you're not talking to your customers online and if you want to go back to why community management is really important for your business, that is what we discussed in our first ever episode and we would love for you to go back and listen to that because Lucy and I speak so much more in detail about what community management is and how you can do it really well and basically the importance of it. I just think it's just so, so important. And I feel like more businesses now are understanding that. But when I joined the company almost five years ago now, four and a half years ago, businesses didn't see it in the same way. So it was much more difficult to help people understand. Whereas I feel like that is actually coming along, which is really, really nice to see. So when I spoke about the different steps in terms of identifying how you are going to change your tone of voice or how you're going to adapt it to your audience. The first thing is get to know your audience. So really interestingly, there is a report by e-consultancy and IBM that showed 56% of consumers felt most brands communication was irrelevant. To understand how to approach them and deliver relevant messages, you have to research your audience properly and adapt your content to their personas. Defining a tone of voice for your brand is an integral part of your overall content and marketing strategy. So therefore, defining a tone of voice for your brand is an integral part of your overall content marketing strategy. So not only the way in which you're talking to your customers within the comments and the messages, but also the way that you are delivering content on social as well. So what I would say is you need to conduct in-depth audience research. If you have mailers, you could send out surveys and understand your audience more if the insights don't provide enough information for you. Like I said, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram have great insights for businesses that you can really understand who you're reaching and if you're doing paid ads as well you can see who your ads are doing most well on and you can take that information not only to enhance your content posting but also the way that you talk to your customers and once you have that audience you're going to very easily understand trends in terms of how you should then speak to them and one thing i wanted to mention here is that don't focus too much on your competitors too much at this stage and you want to offer something different to them so i always find that watching how brands from other industries communicate with your audience is really really interesting at this stage i feel like there's been so many conversations more so i would say like two years ago where a lot of businesses that we would bring on to us would say, we really like Innocence movies, we really wanna be like Innocence movies on social. And for us, it's the conversation then leads to, well, that works because they're Innocence movies and they're doing it and it works really well for them. But if every business replicated exactly what they were doing, it wouldn't make you unique, it just makes it look like you're trying to be them. So it's even better to basically find what you want to do and make it unique to you, make you stand out as a business. And instead of people wanting to be like Innocence movies, make them wanna be like you. And I feel like that's really difficult sometimes when people see a brand that does really, really well on social, that gets loads of viral moments, and they say, I really wanna be like that. But what's really difficult is that that's fine if you want engagement, but if you want revenue, having a viral tweet about a football match or something like that isn't entirely relevant. And I think that that's just where identifying your goals is really, really important. So many of these points kind of like interlink with each other, but I will go into more about the core values and the goals in a minute. So when you are doing audience research and if you are able to do actual market research in the form of surveys or just asking your fans to provide feedback. So things like customer surveys or interviews are a really, really great way to hear directly from people who are already familiar with your brand. 
If you haven't outlined your tone of voice guide yet, this doesn't mean that your brand doesn't have an evident personality. So again, people that are already engaging with your brand might have an idea of how you present yourself more so than you do at this stage. Ask your clients what their perception of your brand is and what events or content pieces have influenced this view. And so here are a few questions that you could ask them to just really generate a bit more of an opinion piece. So for example, how would you describe our brand in three words? If our brand was a human, what type of human would we be? And what content piece, email or tweet of our brand best represents us? Now, when you ask these questions, you might start to see different themes and patterns that will help understand what your audience already thinks. And this might mean that you don't want to be perceived like that, which is where this information really comes into play, because then you can change that perception as you do more branding. So when it comes to defining your core values, nearly 94% of consumers are likely to be loyal to a brand that offers complete transparency. So try to be as transparent as possible when communicating your company's values, or at least find those that you can speak about clearly. So to define your core values, try answering these questions. Why was the company set up? What makes your brand unique? What do you stand for as a brand? And what values do you want to share with your audience? So you could ask this to everyone that works within your company. You could ask these just to management. It's completely up to you that you feel like we'll just get a real understanding of the business. This then helps customers and your business know exactly what you're standing for. And again, understanding like a brand testimonial and what you stand for will help them with tone of voice. Because if you are completely honest and you want to be transparent, then the way in which you talk is going to be influenced by that. So for example, if something went wrong in your company, you wouldn't want to try and hide it. You would want to be open and honest and resolve things very quickly with customers. And so things like that, you're going to see a real pattern emerge. Once you identify your core values, you can keep it internally if you wish. You don't have to publish company values online, but you can do if you feel like, again, it's gonna offer that transparency that consumers definitely are looking for in these previous two years. I feel like 2020 and with all the lockdowns and everything, People want transparency more than ever with businesses. So then to assist that, you can create a mission statement which basically goes through who you are, who we'd like to be and who we are not. And these again are gonna help when you are identifying tone of voice, you're gonna understand that in this instance, we were talk in this way because we are this and not that. And you can apply that to all different eventualities and it really helps everyone get a really, really clear picture and then before you define your brand's tone of voice, the next thing you should really do is audit the content and communication you currently have. What does your brand sound like right now and is it where you want it to be? So make a list, for example, of your top performing content posts on social media and your best content assets and your best mailers, what perform the best? Then from those, you can see what your current tone of voice is. Does this fit the brand values you want to communicate now that you've decided those? Does this reflect the values described in your mission statement for your audience? And does this correspond to your message architecture that you are now building as you're following these steps and you're building this greater picture of what your brand stands for. Having this branding that everyone follows means that everything is going to be consistent. If you have different people at different times jumping into your comms and doing different things, most brands at least have a team of digital people that are doing various different things. You want to make sure that everyone is definitely on the same page to prevent inconsistency. So developing this branding portfolio really helps 
people have something to reflect on. And then of course, if you have new people join your team, you have something to show them that you've built together. And that just makes the process so much easier. And of course, it's something you can continue to work on. But when it comes to either rebranding or identifying a new tone of voice, having that is so, so important. So next up, it's then time to define your brand's tone of voice. So this is basically what this episode is all about. And once you've done all of those different steps, you get to here. So now you have your portrait of what your audience look like, your brand values, and you can think about what do we sound like now and what do we want to sound like? And there's different things that you can consider here. So there's different tones that you can think, right, do we want to go down this route or this route? And one that I found really, really interesting is the contrast between funny versus serious. I feel like a lot of the most popular social media accounts are funny and bantery, which is why they do so well in terms of viral content and engagement and retweets. But is that the most important thing for your brand? So I just wanted to talk the difference between funny versus serious, although it sounds very obvious. I feel like from a marketing point of view, it's definitely a conversation to have. So humor can increase the power of memory recall and get more shares, which allows you to stand out from competitors as long as your audience finds you funny. However, humor is always a risk in brand communication that can backfire. It could alienate your users, leave the impression of a lack of seriousness, and as a consequence, you could come across non-professional. Introducing a more serious tone will help to build credibility and foster trust. But it may seem that serious language lacks in personality and emotions and even gives a sense of tension. When making a choice between a funny and serious tone, remember that a funny tone won't fit all companies. But most importantly, humour shouldn't get in the way of actually communicating with your audience. A brand for me that just resonates with the perfect mix is MailChimp. I'm sure that most people are familiar with them. They are a mailing company. They are, in my opinion, the perfect mix because they don't take themselves too seriously. But of course, if you have a problem, they would act on it. But their offbeat humour and conversational tone in all brand communication from Facebook, Twitter, and even their website is consistent. They get it right and everything links with one another. And even their 404 page is no exception. And it just has a bit of a jokey kind of tone to it, which it needs to go to that level where even your error codes on your website, you need to consider is the message the same as everywhere else. And so it can definitely open up a Pandora's box, but. I feel like once you've identified this, your branding will improve so, so much. So then once you have decided what you want to do in terms of your tone of voice, it's then time to implement it. So to successfully implement your tone of voice, start by setting clear brand guidelines and make sure they're reviewed every once in a while, especially when there are changes in your positioning and target audience. Then you need to set up your brand's tone of voice guidelines. So clear guidelines, rules, and the positive examples give people the confidence to write in this new way. Many brands have them, but only one in four have formal guidelines that are consistently enforced. That's crazy, I think. Start with writing your guidelines in the brand's tone of voice you have defined. This will be a perfect example of correctly using them when writing. To ensure the guidelines are easy for team members to follow, include some examples of the tone of voice to strive in for each piece. In addition, examples of incorrect tone of voice will assist writers on what not to do. And this is something that we do personally as a business. Every single brand that we work with, we develop a 
guide that the team uses ultimately the brand bible and they can jump in and out but there are examples of good tone of voice tone of voice that isn't quite right where we could have improved in the past and so this defines this really clear picture that the brand has access to we have access to that makes sure that everyone is on the same page and that for us is super beneficial and even if you're not at the stage where you want to get an agency's help with it and you're just a small business trying to define it having that type of guide is really great to refer back to especially if anyone has any questions so your internal guidelines should include a range of different things but based on what we've talked about it should have a portrait of your target audience and their voice your brand's attitude to your audience your brand's core values your mission statement your message architecture your brand voice chart specific vocabulary and grammar rules and clear examples in different contexts this also brings to mind Wagamama, where all of their branding and the way they communicate is always in lowercase. It's things like that, that you can do risks with your tone of voice and your branding, but it just needs to be consistent. And you can really have fun with it and it can really have such an impact on the way your business is perceived. To conclude this episode, I feel like I've really spoken a lot, but I think that's because I don't have Lucy here to go back and forth with. I'm hoping that these next couple of weeks will be more educational in terms of sharing things that I am particularly passionate about. And also if anyone has any specific topics they'd like me to talk about in this way, please do let me know. And hopefully I can have some conversations with you guys either on our email or socials, which are always left in the box underneath our podcast so in the description of our podcast all of our communication is in there so let's conclude what i've talked about today so defining your brand tone of voice and establishing clear guidelines will help that tone move to the forefront in every piece of content this is a key part of developing a content strategy that is true to your vision and appears authentic to customers with a clear idea of where your audience lives online and what topics they want to hear more about you can develop a vision of what your brand wants to say and determine how to use the right language to get this message across. By keeping a uniform tone across all your communications, your audience will gain a better sense of what the brand stands for and what you have in common with your target audience. And so now is the time, if you haven't already and you haven't developed tone of voice guides, this is your sign to do it because it will make such a big difference in terms of how you're perceived and the way in which people will talk to you because if they see that they they know they're gonna get a response in a particular way, you'll be really surprised about how your engagement will increase even though you're not trying to go for those viral moments. So I really hope that this has been beneficial and I hope that you haven't minded listening to my voice this whole time. Like I said, I will keep you updated every week in case there isn't gonna be an episode, but I've got my fingers crossed right now that I'm gonna be able to continue this throughout the third lockdown and I look forward to the time that Lucy can rejoin me and we can do this together. So if you've enjoyed it, again, please do give us a five-star rating. It really does help us out. Let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about specifically. That's all from me this week. I hope that everyone's doing safe and please just look after yourself. It's such a weird time at the moment, but I really hope that we are at the beginning of the end and I trust that we're going to get to normal and hopefully we can do more than just stay at home this year. So I've got my fingers crossed and I hope you do too. And I'll speak to you guys soon. Bye.